Greetings, people of Earth. It is I, Valtrex, destroyer of worlds, of the Glucopicalist people, here in Subset 9, Sector 12. I am here to take your people and resources. And I'm also here with Kyle. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I was... Yeah, you guys are going to go out, and you're like, I was not expecting the Glib Glob to come. <laughs> it's Valtrex, destroyer Valtrex. worlds of the Glib Glorpius people. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> How are you, bud? What's new? What's going on? Uh, not so much. Same old. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about today. The Nintendo Direct is actually a pretty good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, hi everybody. I'm Vince. I'm your host, and I'm Valtrex. Um, shout out to the Patreon real quick because you guys allow me to buy things that I shouldn't be. <laughs> um, I have a whole new interface. There's an episode like a, I shit you not like a hundred episodes ago where I kind of messed around with some funny voices and did some effects and whatnot. Oh, that, 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 ooh. I'm, I'm in, in space. space. You sound like a Street Fighter character. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> Make like a dying noise. <laughs> Oh my god! Because of, because of you guys, oh, I have lo-fi on. Because of you guys, I when I went home, my like main thing was to make sure I got my sampler. I mean, see my family, yeah, but like this was in the back of my head the entire time, and I felt kind of bad because the green screen I've been doing for, uh the visual people and I kind of felt like the listeners were left out. So, you know, this is for you. I don't know if this is going to like be good or bad, <laughs> but th there's a bunch of like effects and whatnot that, uh, we can now do. Welcome to atomic radio hour brought to you in beautiful technicolor and now in stereo. Oh, there's a lot we got to do today. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's, let's just jump into what we have to jump into news wise. I actually want to jump into this with you right away because I feel like you're going to pre. Okay. So I wanted to do the, the, the futuristic show, but hold on. We'll get there in a second. Every now and again, I go on the Bethesda gear site store, Johnson, just to see what's there. I'm mostly there for Fallout stuff. They're mostly making Fallout stuff. I checked out the Skyrim Elder Scrolls stuff, and they have a $3,000 Daedric Dagger. Right. $3,000 Daedric uh -huh. Dagger. $3,000 Daedric Dagger. Don't you yep. think that's a bit much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this was bad. This was a bad idea. I'm a bad. All right. Um, I I mean I collect. You collect. Who's buying this, Kyle? Kings. <laughs> Assassins. I don't. <laughs> Kyle. Um. Hold on. Sorry. I'm not streaming to you, Kyle, but I'm officially using the bottle you've bought me. Nice. The, the, the not wine tonic. 
Yeah, I don't know who's buying this. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember how many are being made. I want to say it's like 500, but that's too many still. That's still. Let's bring it up. It's not here. It's not here. Dude, it's not on the it. website. Did you really wear yeah. it? It's on Could the main you... page. I'm a, I'm looking at Elder Scrolls and I don't see it. I'm on I'm literally I just went to Bethesda gear and like no, the I'm, top, I saw it. The top tag is <laughs> Elder Scrolls Daedric Dagger Replica because it doesn't actually have like a Daedra heart in it. This item is available for pre-order. Only 50. 50. So Kyle Real quick, I'm not a math magician. It's actually a real sword. Well, I mean, I assumed as much. They're going to make a hundred and fifty thousand. Exacting off of detail this. by Master Blacksmith Tony Swadden. Sword and the Stone. That's really cool. It's cool. It's just three grand. No one will. No two will be identical, making Why each is- truly unique. This okay, hold on. I want to read this quick. This has seven reviews. They're all five star. I'm gonna be off screen for a second because I can't read without being in front of it. Give me a sec. This says one incredible piece of art. As a dedicated Elder Scrolls fan that has missed out on so many so much merch in the past ten years or since ten years ago, Elder Scrolls Skyrim was the last Elder Scrolls game that is amazing. It, it was the last Elder Scrolls game. Okay. it perfectly It's perfectly crafted and is one of the coolest pieces of video game merchandise ever created. Forced with the heart of a... Forced with the heart of a Daedra from the depths of oblivion. But, my guy, this didn't come out yet. This guy's 31 to 40 year old. Very cool. I left a review. So I'm a reviewer now. Hopefully I get a product sample for free. This ooh, <laughs> this guy's smart. This dude's smart. Right. <laughs> I thought it was too much money. We found hey Ben. Ben, if you like Fallout, my guy, hi. I doubt you're listening. That's a very funny comment. You know, I'm reviewing it too. Uh Kyle, where'd you say it's from? Sword in the Stone. See, Sword in the Stone, nothing. Nothing is uh, I, I look like the QVC guy selling swords at 4 a.m. <sighs> it's think, cool. Not I think me. this is the guy that does all the video game swords on like Videos YouTube. James? Pro- Dude, good for that guy. He's probably making like well, maybe not. He's probably making like eighteen eight or eight hundred a sword. He only has like it's one. Cool. Whatever. Kyle, I think, I, just, part, I think he's part of the man at arms thing. I don't know. Kyle, how much have you ever paid for a collectible? That like like I mean, not like don't like shell out like how much guap you got. But like I'm trying to think. The most I think I've really paid for anything on the shelf was I got the new Vegas collector's edition for like maybe 180, and honestly, that was like a deal. I'm going to say 150. Do you remember what it was? Oh, I think it was the Borderlands 3 one. Yeah, I was there when you got... See, I don't count the helmet. I don't count the T-51B. Just because, like... You know, a game is 60 bucks. The helmet's 140. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But also, it was a collector's edition that I bought for value. Like, I I bought the new Vegas collector's edition for like three times the regular base game. I bought it for like almost double of what the collector's edition came out as. Right. 
So, I mean, I'm looking at this shelf. See, that's what I like about my little collection is like all the stuff that I have is important to me. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it's not super expensive stuff. Like I have the 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 UK Fallout 3 Brotherhood of Steel statue, but I think I paid like 50 bucks. You know what I mean? I didn't pay that much, but that one means a lot to me because yeah. it's it's one I've always wanted. I don't know. It's just as a collector. If anybody out there likes the Elder Scrolls as much as I like Fallout, please tell me if this is something you would even consider. Because I really want that that life-size Brotherhood of Steel Fallout 3 statue that was like a promo thing. That there's like a couple of them out there that were at like big game stops and whatnot. And if I had the money, like just disposable income, I'd be willing to spend a grip. But like... I don't know, three grand on a on a fun sword. I mean, I don't know the how much it is for a blacksmith to make something for you at high mm-hmm. craft quality, so I couldn't say. But the thing with that is I'm expecting that it's mostly that you're paying mostly for craftsmanship. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that the sword isn't a good sword, it's not a real sword, but like I feel like you're just paying more for like you could get your deck done and it costs you, say, four grand to get a brand new deck. Or you could have a craftsman come in and pay two grand and have the greatest deck ever. I don't right. know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just a, a guy with a microphone. Kyle. Yes. Speaking of collecting, I'm going to put a picture up real quick. I <laughs> uh, I'll put on my Instagram a video. I'll probably put the video up. Uh <sighs> Did you know that you could go to Walmart and print off photos for nine cents a photo? I think so, yeah. Uh, No one told me this, and my life was better before no one told me this. um, Because I photoshopped pictures of MF Doom's mask onto famous people. So, (laughs) in my, like, walkway, it's just JFK... Richard Nixon, Karl Marx, Willem Dafoe... Oh, Abe Lincoln's there... Uh, and Anthony Bourdain all with doom masks. And then the other night I just sat in front of my computer putting on masks. Cause now, now the whole walkway is just going to be a giant doom wall. Cause I don't know when to stop. Like, I don't know when the joke isn't funny anymore because it's hilarious <laughs> to me. Like I'll spend $40 on photos and then go spend another 40 on frames because of how dumb this joke is to me. I have Marvin Marvin Gaye I got to print out, Adam Sandler, Steve from Minecraft, who else? The Beastie Boys, Run DMC, Harlan Ellison, jeez, uh, I should do Spongebob. I have a Gambino one. I got like just, I wanted to do people that I liked, like people that inspired me, historic figures, and then also just what would be funniest. Kyle, you like to laugh? Yeah. Kyle, what's your favorite sci-fi show? My favorite sci-fi show? Yeah. I think you know what that is. Okay, what's your second favorite <laughs> sci-fi show? Uh, Red Dwarf. Okay, what's your third favorite sci-fi <laughs> show? Ooh. What's your favorite sci-fi show that's animated? Uh, uh, you know, I like uh, that Simpsons ripoff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely thought you were going to say Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, Futurama's back again for the third time. This is the show that will not stay dead, and I'm here for it completely. 
it, for those who don't know, it was on Fox, got canceled, moved over to Adult Swim, then left Adult Swim to go to Comedy Central to get new episodes, had new, or I'm sorry, had three movies, then had new episodes, then was canceled, did reruns on Comedy Central. Comedy Central lost that. It went back to Adult Swim. And now Hulu is making 20 new episodes. Hmm. I hope this show does not, it just never dies. Like every eight years we get like, you know how, you know how, speaking of your favorite sci-fi, you know how there's like that gap from the original Doctor Who? Uh, in the 80s? Yeah, there's like that gap yeah. and then it like came back. I hope that's what Futurama becomes. Hmm. Just this constantly like we're still here. We're still doing it. I kind of hope they age everybody a little bit. Because that's what they're doing with King of the Hill. Right. I don't know if you heard anything about that. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, I thought if anybody would want to talk about cartoons, it'd be my my boy Kyle. I, I read so far, everybody's on board uh, except awesome. for... Um, Leela. No, uh, Bender. Really? Uh, they're finalizing his contract, but everybody's oh. been confirmed. Except I was going to say, he... I, I think I read in an interview his two favorite voices that he's ever done is Bender and Jake the Dog. It's John DiMaggio. Yeah. So, like, if you told me Bender wasn't coming back, I'd be like, hey, hey. But then knowing Futurama, they'd be like, good news, everyone. We're in a new wormhole or some shit. And just be like, here we are. Kyle, I want to save the Nintendo Direct stuff to the end. Are you cool okay. with that? Yeah. Because there's not a lot, a lot I want to talk about. I feel like a lot of it you're going to want to talk about. There's two things I'm very. Hold on. There's a, there's a, there's an effect for this. I know there is. Hold on. Very, very excited for. But we'll get to that later. I'm going to have a lot of fun learning how to mess with everything. So before we jump into this lore, like always, we got to thank the Patreon. Patreon, thank you. Because of you guys, this can happen. This is like a – it's not a new mic. I've had this mic for a while, but it's a new setup. I like the feeling of a mic in my hand. And honestly, I kind of feel like Mark Rebuilt. If you guys know Mark Rebuilt, I believe I'm saying his last name right. He does streams where he just makes music on the spot. So I kind of feel like him because I have this mic in my hand and I'm just kind of yelling. And uh, a little inside baseball, a little trade secret. I'm normally not wearing pants when I record. I have underwear on. I'm not freeballing it. But I'm in my own home, so why the fuck I have pants on when I record a podcast? Out of 188 episodes, Vince doesn't I'm probably- have legs. <laughs> there's nothing I can't there read i don't have legs what else i'm i'm valtrex destroyer of worlds from another planet there's just a, hot wine there's just a long slug job of the hut <laughs> that i can just like reticulate to when i have to like have people over mm-hmm. but it takes all of my energy and i live off of space crystals thank you to the patreon because of you guys, I get to be doing wacky ass, wacky shit. And I love you, and I thank you. Thank you, starting at the top, Noah, the OG. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, we have Danny. Thank you, Danny. 
After that, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And finally, we have TP. Thank you, TP. Because of you guys, I can continue to do this and experiment and get weird. And try a bunch of new shit. And I thank you. Now, what I wanted to do last time, honestly, last episode, I wanted to have this entire thing set up. But I got home from the East Coast. I was tired. I was exhausted. I had part of it. Uh, I recently just went out and got the rest of it. And I was ready to rock and roll. And because of that... Um, I didn't have this when I wanted to, so I wanted to do. I didn't ask uh, Patreon. Or I didn't ask the um, Discord. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. I didn't ask the Discord this week a question because originally what I wanted to do was Vault eighty seven. When I came home to check if I had done Vault eighty seven, I had a hundred episodes ago, and I forgot. So. What I did is I thought, what else could I do? Because there's some effects here that I wanted to fuck around with and make my voice do the fun noise. So <laughs> I wanted to do Super Mutant so I could yell and like add effects to it. Like, Super, Super Mutant, Mutant Crave Spies! But this week, I chose the lore. And if you want to hear any sort of lore, what you could do is you can go into the Discord and once a week, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, we'll ask a question. First person to get the question right gets to pick the lore for the week. I pick the lore for this week. It is on FEV. FEV is an artificial virus created by West Tech's NBC division. Now... When I was on the wiki, I was looking up, I get all of my lore off of fandom, fallout.fandom.com, and when I was looking for what NBC stood for, I knew it wasn't like the national broadcasting company, but I have no clue what it was. It wasn't there, so I don't have it written down. It has the ability to force change in both pheno and genotype. Many, many a different organization has used this before and after the Great War. The strain that created the Mariposa Super Mutants, or Masters Mutants, is FEV2, which we'll get into a little bit later. A different unused version is used on the East Coast, infesting the Capital Wasteland. These mutants are inferior to West Coast mutants, which I'll get into a little bit later. Uh, they explain it a little bit. Capital Wasteland FEV, and maybe I'm biased. I'll the first person to say that I'm biased towards Fallout 3. Makes more sense to me than... Actually, you know what? Boston's makes sense to me, too. I wish it was kind of expanded upon a bit more. Uh, 76 doesn't. 76 just doesn't. I refuse to believe 76 is. It just seems like, hey, this is, this is recognizable. But at least there's no jet, right? Other strains created Appalachian mutants and various other monsters in the state. They use a slightly different strain for the Commonwealth, Commonwealth mutants, and uh, FEV is also used in Gen 3 since. FEV was used in both the Master and the Enclave's plan to purify the world. Now, when I was doing this, I never really put two and two together and, and thought that FEV was used for the ending of Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, and it made me think, maybe I'm a little too harsh on Fallout 4's ending. I just feel like Fallout 4's ending is a little too, like, heh, 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 
Liberty Prime is back, where it's like FEV is back, but we're using it differently. They're not so much using Liberty Prime differently. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older and less cynical. So the next part I want to read directly off the wiki because I wanted to make sure I got it right. And after I read pretty much all of it, it seemed like one of those things that I just kind of needed to have in front of me just to make sure that I was doing it, doing my due diligence and doing the article itself justice. This is Virology, directly off fallout.fandom.com. FEV is a megavirus with a protein sheath reinforced by ionized hydrogen. It is capable of absorbing neutrons without becoming radioactive, i.e. it cannot be sterilized by radiation. In terms of functionality, FEV is a shifting abruptive virus copying dna patterns and storing these patterns in exons much like a retrovirus these exons combined with the fev are re-injected into the host cell in typical viral infectious fashion this causes the host cells to regenerate their DNA with FEV corrections that eradicated recessive genes. FEV comes preloaded with introns of corrective DNA that eradicates recessive genes responsible for ailments and alters RNA strands for greater transmissions of signals. DNA altered by the virus renders the subject immune to biochemical weapons, radiation, and common diseases. Cellular division rate is increased with mitosis occurring at 115% of the normal human rate. Normally, non-regenerative tissue, such as neutral tissue, and non-somatic cells also begin to replicate, allowing for real-time regeneration. FEV is also highly corrosive and volatile in its pure form, capable of degrading rubber condiment seals like acid, though without any acidic residue. This also renders attempts at creating an effective documentation process difficult as FEV would render most compounds inert before they could neutralize the virus. The, the, the virus, sorry. Eventually combining a booster with an antiviral compound created a neutralizing agent capable of rendering FEV inert while applied in significant quantities. Now that was just kind of like the base of how it gets pushed around and how it gets shared and what its effects are. So I really wanted to make sure I had that correct. I will be going back to my notes now. FEV relies on re replicant DNA. It's unpredictable. Uh, what's, what's so unpredictable about it is that you could throw anybody into it and depending on their genes and their level of radiation, which I think I get into a little bit more later, you never really know what you're going to get. Centaurs are original centaurs. I don't know about East coast, but West coast centaurs are a mixture of like cats and dogs and people that were just kind of thrown into the vats of goo. Most tweaking of the FEV strain would only produce a few viable subjects. Only a few people would actually be able to 
uh, do things and not be giant Tommy Pickleses <laughs> and like walk around and like smash things and try to fix things with tools that like wasn't really doing anything. Prolonged exposure to the virus can produce some amazing transformation like super mutants and centaurs. Now centaurs are kind of broken and dumb and stupid and silly because they don't really work. But at the same time, that's really cool to have like six arms and that's how you drag yourself and a tentacle mouth and a kitten in your rectum. I just think that's kind of fun. Mariposa has achieved this with 24-hour FEV2 exposure. In Vault 87, contaminants took place in isolated chambers. When I get to the strains, I kind of talk about how the strains affected people differently. And we'll get into that a little bit later. In Appalachia and the Institute, subjects were put into tubes, exposed, allowing transformation to become absurd. So, you know, you just kind of walked around Mariposa and you constantly had this, like, cancer, for lack of a better word, even though it wasn't cancerous as far as I know, being beamed into you. Where in three, it's like, and then that's it. And then in Appalachia and in the Institute, which again, MIT, CIT, it makes sense a little bit to me. You're in a tube and kind of just, I think you get to see the super mutants just like chilling like this. Cool. Injections of FEV can be used to induce a variety of changes. Early in the days of the unity, the master would do this and later experimented with brain injections, and this then gave him psyker powers. Now, I don't have it written down here. There is a couple more things I want to read off the wiki, and I'll get into the psychers in some time. The Enclave would use FEV to greatly increase the intelligence of Deathclaws, and this this was an overshot by a wide margin of what they wanted. We I've talked about it on here before. There is that one. I want to talk about him. I can't remember his name. I should have wrote it down. He's a Deathclaw that's like sentient and not a Moron and wears um, a cape. <laughs> he kind of looks like Quasimodo from that old Disney movie. Quasimodo <laughs> or the hunchback and he wears like and he kind of sounds like Peter Lorre he doesn't I don't know now to reverse FEV with pre-war tech it is impossible to reverse the changes of FEV there is no backup copy of old DNA so what it does is it takes your DNA pretty much reassembles it and now you're a big green man and you're stronger and if you're lucky you're smarter but sometimes you're not the one Dr. Brian Virgil created a serum to reverse the mutagen. It technically doesn't reverse the mutation. It resequences the DNA back to the way it originally was. You would retain some muscle mass and not suffer from baldness if you were to be reversed. But the serum that's created is really just keeping Virgil in mind. So they don't really know. Virgil doesn't really know. The Institute doesn't really know. Nobody really knows how far... Uh, the serum could really go. Now, for the strains, there's FEV1. Initial use was a bioweapon. In July of 2236, the Enclave found the research for it being a bioweapon in the depths of the Mariposa military base, and they would take this strain and turn it into FEV curling 13, which is what they want to use to kill all the mutants. FEV2, this 
was tested by West Tech and much more researched and was done to be made made safer. And I say safer with quotations because you're mutate. You're not turning like you're not turning into one of the X Men. You're turning into the Hulk. <laughs> For someone to be turned into a super soldier by FEV two, you needed to have a low amount of radiation inside of your body. There's something about the way the radiation reacts with the FEV that then turns you into something else any subject to not be healthy enough would suffer massive organ failure and die incredibly painful vri a brotherhood scribe autopsied a super mutant it was two i shout out the uk love you guys uh it's 3.2 meters tall or 10 foot 7 inches 363 kilograms or 801 pounds muscle mass the entire body of a super mutant was comprised of 77.41 percent muscle mass bone mass was 10.23 percent tissue was 9.34 percent and fat was 3.02 and i did do the math and that does equal 100 they become more hunched over to compensate for the muscle mass and they have gray greenish skin as they age it becomes more of an olive tone like mediterranean people it's thicker skin that becomes more resilient resilient to cuts fire acid and gunfire and what have you it pretty much is like the skin on the bottom of your foot on your entire body completely destroyed tissue stays destroyed they i have written here they do not have wolverine's healing factor super mutants are also sterile mariposa fev has a chance to raise intelligence but most will lose up to 30 percent of their intel super mutants can live much longer than humans and are pretty much immune to all common diseases now eep is the strain of fev that's in the capital wastes it's used in Vault 87, and testing began in 2078 and has di different growth subjects. Now, subjects are exposed to a one-time dose of EEP with an aerosol spray. When you see those chambers in 87, what you're seeing pretty much is they would put them inside of this chamber or this vault, and they would go... with this aerosol spray and then it would just kind of mutate them uh changes would occur within three days increase muscle mass change in skeletal structure atrophy of sexual characteristics that includes hair it's kind of why all super mutants look like androgynously male they don't have breasts they don't have their eunuchs i'm assuming that like their meat falls off or shrivels up or goes inside of them or something. Oh, that I have a lot of questions all of a sudden. Do they all just have holes there? They don't grow hair, but pubic hair is like a defensive thing, like an evolutionary defensive thing to keep like dirt and muck and grime and gunk. I have so many questions. I don't think you can't take the clothes off them. Not that I, I mean, at 10 days, the skin yellows and toughens. By day 14, test subjects become almost feral. Even though they have severe mental degradation, they can still speak, operate machines, and use basic combat techniques. They pretty much become insane if they 
don't die for too long. <laughs> That's such a shitty way I wrote that. They can become the size of a small building behemoths. The Institute strains, completely different from all other strains. They gain all the body modifications of the West Coast. They gain all the body mods of the other and they have average intelligence. Some of them can actually use simple traps. All Commonwealth mutants are a result of Institute meddling. This work is what was used in synth research. Now, I know I kind of wanted to focus on the super mutants so I could do this. Super mutant wants spines. Super mutant wants stability. Super mutant want love. I'm going to get kicked out of my place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about the sense because I think the sense are really interesting. Uh, I wish, again, they would have been expounded upon more. I wish Fallout 4 had another year and a half of development. I know, I'm an old man who likes to bitch. Sean's pre-war DNA was mixed with heavily modified FEV, allowing them to create a generation of synths of various different sexes and races and body types. This research took place from 2178 to 2224, 49 years for the gen some gen 3 since don't even see themselves as humans because they don't need to drink or eat and also they are not born but they are built and then implanted with the fake memories and what have you then there's the huntsville strain of huntsville a west virginia in a west tech lab in huntsville west virginia a contaminate they contaminated the river with a special strain of FEV as an experiment. Similar to Mariposa and Institute Mutants, increase muscle, they can build armor, they can build fortifications. These also can develop into the behemoths, much like in DC and Boston. It also kind of explains, and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna get into a little bit now, but it also explains like the other monsters that you can find in Appalachia. There's FEV, FEVS006443 from October 14th of 2077, a phase two combination strain that combined traits that resembled a number of different species. This is then what led to the Snallygaster. There's FEVS-006458 on October 23rd, 2077, in the year of our Lord. Tweaking the Snallygaster strain, researchers tweaked the genome, producing a giant that shattered the containment unit. Albino mole rats... Before the destruction of the West, Tes West Tech Research Facility, lab rats were exposed to FEV. The turmoil of the facility's destruction, they escaped into the wastes. The Psyker Program. Now, I want to read into this one a little bit. Apart from transforming humans into super mutants, the master and his staff experimented with FEV by injecting it into the brains of the subjects. Usually the penile gland, but also the... Amygdala and the medulla. The medulla. <laughs> Triggering changes in brain chemistry. These experiments had limited success. Four extremely powerful psychers were created, capable of theoretically wiping out the human race, but that is non-canon. However, the same changes that increase psychic ability also result in 
terminal insanity, forcing them to be suggested and nullified to prevent them from harming themselves or others. I talked about FEV culling 13, and I've talked about that a little bit in, in, the, ba- in, in the past. There's also modified culling 13, Intelligent Death Claws. In 2235, the Enclave began experimenting on captive Death Claws to create expandable to create expandable stock of troops for their use. The recovery from the FEV from Mariposa allowed them to create a tailored mutagent that increased the intelligence of Death Claws after localizing injections, making them capable of understanding the follow of making them capable of understanding and following complex commands as well as communications. FEV was synth- synthesized and used by Weston Lesko in the Capital Wasteland around 2277 in an attempt to return giant ants to their normal size. <laughs> That's so dope. I don't. Re- this is the them quest, but I don't remember that. That's really dope. <laughs> There's Gator Claws, the Gator Claws, which inhabit the Savari adventure portion of the Raider stronghold of Nuka World in 2287 are genetically engineered hybrids of the Jackson Chameleon and the Alligator, which were created with the aid of the Institute strain of the FEV by ghoul scientist Dr. Darren McDermott. I should do something on Nuka World soon. Hey guys, suggest Nuka World. That'll be fun. There's like FEV batch 10-011, batch 11-01. Batch 10-11, the beginning of FEV in West Tech, started in 2075. They were done on single-cell organisms while their base metabolism appeared unchanged. Their immunity to infection and radiation exceeded all early expectations. Research on FEV effects on plants provided unsuccessful. The next stage included flatworms injected on May 9th of 2075. They exhibited a 28 percent increase in size and resistance to nine separate vital cognogens within hours batch 11-01 the new virus batch featured improved metallic cycle efficiency by a factor of 43 percent as part of the test 53 raccoons were infected with the new strain why raccoons why on January 26 of 2076, along with the expected size increase, behavioral tests confirm an increase in intelligence and manual dexterity by 19 points. In February, the West Tech facility in Appalachia joined the FEV research effort, ordering to begin human experimentation in order to push FEV to its practical limits. February, the water supply experiment started in February of 2076, providing valuable research data for the project. Further developments occurred after several new gene sequences supplied by Mayor Bennett's advisory team were spliced into FEV batch 11-01. Batch 11-111. A new hybrid batch was designated 11-111 on October 4th of 2076, and it was used to infect 15 chimps. Raccoons, chimps. 
Despite protests from the team, on January 7th of 2077, FEV research in California was transferred to the transferred to the Mariposa military base to continue under the lead of Leon von Felder and Robert Anderson. Batch 111 has been chosen as the basis for further development through the human experimentation. The batch offered a near 100% success rate on lab animals, granting an approximate 60% size increase and potential 200% intelligent increase. That's that's about it. That's about it. There's some other stuff. It's a lot of like nitty gritty stuff. So that's about it. That's everything I really have to say about FEV. That is lore. Hey Kyle. Hello. I don't know if anybody at home knows this. I sometimes leave them in. They make me laugh. But when I mess up, I click. I go. Because it's easy to see, like on the audio waves, I can see that and I know, okay, clip this here and move this and it like helps me visualize things. Um, when I went back home, this is like the first time I feel like I'm talking to you since I've been home, Kyle. I saw Heather, young Heather. She says hello. And nice. I was reading her something that I wrote and I was messing up lines and instinctually without thinking about it, I was going and like restarting the <laughs> sentence. And I looked at her and I was like, uh, that's a podcast. And she's like, yeah, I know. And then I just kept going. <laughs> but how'd you, how'd you feel about this direct that uh, happened today? It was all right. It was all right. Uh, today was a little bit big day because there's a lot of some good stuff that came out today. Yeah. Why don't you uh, uh, break it down? Well, break down the news. Uh, News-wise. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so a... Potential future DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla is actually being made standalone mm. before the they did it with Black Flag. Infinity Gate. Yeah, kind of like Black Flag had had. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's gonna be in the reports say it's gonna be in. Uh, where is it? Baghdad. Yo, as the Viking man? Uh, no, you're going to be playing as Basim, one of the uh, assassins. What's his name? Basim. Basim. Oh, wait, I think you were telling me about this guy. Yes. When I saw you. Kyle, real quick tangent. I get paid on Friday. I don't know if the sale is still going to be going on, but Black Flag is $8 on PlayStation. Nice. I'm finally going to play it. <laughs> And like my brother had it, he got a he got a Xbox One like when they first came out, and the two games that came with it were like Black Flag and Syndicate, and I loved, and I mean loved Black Flag. So I've been trying to play it since tw- like like nine years. I've been trying to play mm. it. So sorry, go on. I just thought you would uh, uh, no enjoy joy. that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that so that's uh, being put out before infinity cool um cool uh there's supposedly the director who's making the uncharted movie is in talks to make a jack and dexter either tv or a film uh if it's animated it's gonna be good yeah because i can see uh, that i don't i think he said he said i'm actually working on jack and dexter version of that for playstation which i think would be really cool to bring to life now, PlayStation, I don't think sign off on anything yet mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, they probably will if it's anime. Yeah. It would look so goofy if they did it live action. 
<laughs> it would look so goofy. <laughs> but they have to do it like Godzilla style. So they're all in like big suits. <laughs> in the, uh... <laughs> and like you can see that they're rubber and like that'd be so much fun. I think the original like guy who created this came out and is like, yeah, I don't care anymore about this franchise. I, that's why I gave it off or something like that. Wow. Imagine just being like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about my kid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like the fact that that's coming back is. It's cool. It's insane. It'd be nice because everyone wants more Jack and Daxter stuff. Absolutely. Um, they had a whole big Wolf Among Us two season two thing today with Telltale. Mm. Um, it looks yeah. really cool. Uh, cool. I think they. I didn't catch all of it, but they. I the part I catch was like they're going to actually finish all the episodes before like releasing them because Telltale back in the day never worked on one. Really, and then that was working on the second one while the first one came out. No way. That's why it was always like someday. Sometimes it was like pushed back. Huh. But now I they're going to like the fully complete Dead. it. Good. Who owns Telltale? Telltale. Oh, they're just back? They're back. Yeah, it's a bunch of people who oh. want to continue it and like not be greedy. Cool. Cool. Uh, and then, yeah, Nintendo stuff today. Yeah, I'm I'm excited uh, for two games very much. Let's can we save those two for the end? Yeah, you you know which two those are, right? I do. I'm just gonna go through like interesting ones. No Man's Sky coming to Switch. Hold on, Kyle. Oh. Kyle, one second. Okay. Uh, John DiMaggio uh, has tweeted about him coming back to Futurama. And also, Billy West has said, the Ren and Stimpy show is returning. What? That's what Billy West said. John K is rolling in his grave, and he's still alive. Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> no Man's Sky. Switch. Yes. I, I laughed when that happened, because I said, oh, the game that nobody's playing on the system that nobody's playing... Uh, what else? Hold on, I'm getting back up to it again. Uh, no Man's Sky. We got new Mario Strikers. I do want to play that. I like the Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers. The Mar- Mario Strikers, and then it was like the basketball one, right? Yeah. Dude, when I was at work. So, okay, I work. I have this like new job. I was saying it briefly. Like I said it during like the New Year thing. It's such a chill spot that like. Everybody that was like my age just stopped what they were doing to watch this. <laughs> and we're like talking to each other as it happened. Someone someone described it as Rocket League with a mustache. <laughs> well, go on, sorry. Uh Mars Strikers uh coming yeah. out in June. Yes. Uh there's a Disney racing game. Yeah. Which I thought it's was funny that it was being shown. Oh, is it? Free to play cross platform. That's genius. That's genius. We should play, we should that. play that. We should. Uh, when is it out? Is it out? Summer. Cool. We should play that. Um, I read a thing. Uh, somebody tweeted that I follow that's like, isn't in Kingdom Hearts stuff like that. It's like, this is why Aqua was stuck in the the realm of darkness, and it's just a picture of Mickey in the car because he was racing the whole time. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Fighting Kingdom Hearts, that makes, that'd be funny. Uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, the Wii version, is coming to Switch. Yes. I actually made the joke when that came up. I was like, I'm so happy the Wii has become the console where I can get games that I didn't play two generations ago. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I wish they'd make another one of those games because they were, they were fun. Yeah. It's both of them? Huh? It's both of them? Uh, it's It's only the first one. But still, it had couch co-op. Yeah. That would like when do you ever see like here's a nor like the Simpsons hit and run was like, here's a normal single player single player game. We threw in a race mode. Have fun with your friends. I didn't what else? force what unleash else? Her. it was the other one. I think that was like the first steelbook game I bought. That came with like extra stuff. Really? Yeah. Um, cool. Next is my favorite. I already pre-ordered it. Uh, the Ezio collection <laughs> is coming. <laughs> I thought of you instantly. This was announced a while ago. Happened. So oh, really? yeah, so yeah, it's coming out this year, this month. So did you get the special collector's edition with uh, a nine foot statue? I would, but they didn't have any. Okay. Um. There's a Gundam game where it's like small yeah. Gundam. I remember watching a show about I think that's like G Gundam some of you some of you guys might remember I went through like a small Gundam phase like I, I was streaming in the discord that like Olive and I were building Gundams so whenever I see them I get excited but I don't know anything about them but it looks cool uh, cr- that mech what, game you have that mech game written down Someone, someone that I work with was freaking out when this mech game was shown. They're like, oh my god, it's a remake of a PS1 game. Front mission? PS1. I don't know. I think it might have been <laughs> yeah, front I, mission. Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, uh, Chrono Cross Remastered's coming. How do you feel? Uh, I never played them. Uh, I would Neither like to die. Uh, now okay. we got Kirby stuff and Kirby. <laughs> Kirby car. Apocalyptic open world Kirby game. Oh my god! Am I excited for that? They have pictures of mouthful <sighs> mode, so which is Kirby in a car, yes. as a car. Kirby as a vending yes. machine. Kirby as a cone. VLC Kirby. Kearney, Kirby as a light bulb. Oh God, I want a Kirby as a car toy. <laughs> uh, I like. I'm sitting there watching it, going, "I'm excited for a Nintendo game in 2022." I'm going to put a stu- dude. You can like upgrade your powers. I'm going to put a stupid mm-hmm. amount of time into into this game. Yeah, like. In a, a stupid amount. I've been wanting to play a traditional Kirby game for such a long time. They were all like these cutesy kid games. I want to play like Lost in Dreamland or Squeak Squad. Like something like, doesn't it have to be 2D. It's a plus, but it doesn't have to be. But like, oh my god. Uh, uh. Clonia? I can't say this name, but it's the... I have the PS2... Uh, Second game. Oh, you have, oh, Klonoa. Klonoa, yes. I have, there. Yeah. it's both of them, but it's, I heard that they're also yeah. coming to PlayStation and stuff like that, but like, I was excited because I- People like, love Klonoa. Yeah. 
um, something classic. that I wasn't expecting, and mm. I will probably buy uh, both portals. Yeah, I I, I want to get it if it's not sixty bucks. It probably won't be, but yeah, if it's cheap and it's physical, that's my thing. Um, and next, but hold we on, have, is this is this the big one? This is the one of the big ones. Yeah, is this? Uh, okay, hold on. You ready? Yeah, you ready? We sports baby. Oh my god. Yep. Nintendo Switch. Oh my sports. god. Oh my god. I dude, someone came over to me at work and was like, "Are you okay? Are you having an episode?" I was like, I look them dead dead into the windows of their soul and I was like, "Look here." Look fucking here, you troglodytic piece of garbage. The number one thing that the Switch was missing at launch was its own version of Wii Sports. I'm going pro. I'm going to join the eSports League. It is missing golf. And that's like something that kind of bothered me is they were like, we're not going to have golf until an update. And I was like, okay, Nintendo, you're selling me an unfinished game. <laughs> we got it, it better not be 60. But baseball's not on it. But Kyle. We got tennis. Bowling got and bowling. tennis. We oh got Chambara. Don't know what that is. We got soccer. Gonna find out. We got badminton. That's gonna be fun. We got volleyball. Badman. Volleyball. There are no me's. No, no me's. I'm very excited about Wii Sports, too. Comes out in April. Ooh, very excited. I think that's like everything that they announced. Uh, yeah, golf will be added as a free update. They should have baseball. Baseball slapped. Uh, Earthbound is coming. Mother! Uh, both of them, they released today. So on the- released today. I'm okay. I'm, I always wanted I'm to try them out. You know oh, how yeah, big. I, go ahead. Uh, and then we got Mario Kart 8 paid DLC courses. Dude. Oh, dude. Dude. I was going off when they announced this. I was like, really? Mario Kart 8 paid? And I was like, listen to how proud they are. Paid DLC. And someone looks at me and they're like, you're such an old man. And I go, I... I look at Nintendo the way I look at my cousin that's a heroin addict. I look at them and I'm like, you, you, I I love you. I love you and you used to be the man and now you're this and I'm disappointed. And they're just kind of like, the guy looks at me laughing. He's like, bro, it's a corporation. I go, I get it's a corporation, but I want that feeling again of Christmas morn. And I open up my, my presents and there it is. A brand new black Nintendo GameCube with Billy Hatcher and a couple other games, Sonic Adventure 2 and I think DX, and just playing Billy Hatcher on Christmas all day long. Like, I want that feeling again from Nintendo. Yeah, some of you are saying, like, oh, <laughs> Super Mario 9 is dead. Now we got yeah, Super yeah. Mario 8. Well, we'll, I mean, dude, this is the same company that was like. Every single Mario Kart is on a console, except this one. This one's on the DS and back to console. Yeah. Ow. 
Uh, and last, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yep. That's it. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> If you like the show, if you like the intro music, it's by Shane Ivers. You can get his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music, where you can get Feather Duster, our theme song, and a slew of other stuff. Join the Discord if you want to hear any sort of lore per use. I will ask a question. First person to get it right gets to pick the lore. In the description there near the discord there's also a link to my twitter kyle's twitter the show's twitter shout out again once once more to the patreon and the red bubble if you support us there thank you i love you i think that's just about everything i hope you're well i hope you're having a good day i hope you're happy we're getting a post sometime soon and i'm very excited for that it's in seattle if you see the um the space needles there kyle i'm very tired <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and I've been working extra hours. <laughs> Galaxy. I think I think our our friend needs to our alien friend needs to sign off. Oh, dude, people are sleeping. This is a working class town. Make have a whisper. Wait, hold on. How did I do it? Okay, hold on. How did I? Let me let me just give me a second to fix it. Let me just. I think this was there. My voice needs to be higher. Then, uh, uh, goodbye. It is. It was I, Valtrex, destroyer of worlds, with the Glorpikins. Bye, everyone. Be safe and tip you waitry. I can't have two effects on it. Bye, everybody. Be safe. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production. Big tits, big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha